Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I'm your host, Lureta Roshke, and what a blessing it is to be with you today and to share God's Word. Um, we've been talking about the God who sees and hears me, and we're going to continue that. Uh, I want to again welcome KWDF AM FM Alexandria, Louisiana, WBXR AM FM Huntsville, Alabama, and WDZY AM FM Richmond, Virginia. Blessings to you. May God speak to you and bless you and minister to you and your family. So very excited and blessed to have y'all joining us. Hallelujah. Well, let's get back in the Word. Uh, we've been uh, reading out of Genesis chapter 16 about Sarah and Abraham. Uh, they got impatient, waiting for the promise of God to be fulfilled for the promised son of Isaac. And so they went and... Uh, Sarah gave her maid Hagar to Abraham uh, to have a son. Uh, You know, sometimes we can just get impatient and miss what God is doing at that time, at that moment. And we think, well, I heard from God, but maybe I didn't hear all the exact details. And and then we try to put our hand to it and uh, do it by works and all those good things. But you know what? That is not uh, God's best. So Wait upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's see if I get back over here on the right page. Genesis chapter 16. Uh, we are at verse 4. And Abraham went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. So now Hagar begins to act unkindly and rude to Sarah. And Sarah said to Abraham, my wrong be upon you. (laughs) That's kind of like a woman, isn't it? (laughs) I kind of wonder if she was really being that harsh or if Sarah just perceived some of it because she was feeling jealous. (laughs) Well, that was probably both going on. I imagine it was both. uh, Because it says her mistress was despised in her eyes. And so it was probably a twofold thing. Mm -hmm. The devil likes to stir up trouble. Mm -hmm. And Sarah said unto Abraham, my wrong be upon you. You know, we can, we sometimes, we like to blame our husbands sometimes, Harley. I, I hope you never, really? have, <laughs> I hope you never have that issue. But sometimes we women do that. Help us, Jesus. I know. They never do that, though. <laughs> no, they never no. blame us. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think it's kind of a two-way street. Right. <clears throat> and Sarah said unto Abram, my wrong be upon you. I have given my maid into your bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and you. So the plan is now already starting to have a problem. It's producing some fruit that they don't want, right? I mean, already. That's what happens. (laughs) I have given my maid into your bosom, and when she saw that she conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and you. Now Sarah sees her wrong. You know, we've all been there. We've all done it. (laughs) We realize, uh uh-oh, that was a mistake. But it was too late. Works of the flesh, and this definitely was a work of the flesh, always brings a dissension. It will bring a dissension in your life and in your family. But Abram said unto Sarah, Behold, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as it pleases you. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her presence. And we're not sure what Sarah did to her, but she fled from his presence. 
And the angel of the Lord, I love this, just really tune into this. And the Lord, the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness. So here's Hagar. She's been cast out by the fountain in the way to Shur. And it's believed that the angel of the Lord was the pre-incarnate Christ, Jesus Christ, that appeared to her. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, from where did you come? And where will you go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress. You know, sometimes we have to ask ourselves, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to ask us, where'd you come from? What have you come from? What have you walked through? What have you experienced in your life? What what are you running from? I mean, that's a good word there. I mean, that Jesus, pre-incarnate Jesus, we believe, ask her, Hagar, where have you come from? And God always wants, the Holy Spirit is so good about convicting, not condemning. Condemnation pushes you away from God. Conviction draws you to God. And it's the kindness, to repentance. The Mm -hmm. kindness of God leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit, I believe, was wanting to deal with the issue in Hagar's life. I'm sure as being a little maidservant, she didn't have much self-esteem. She didn't know her identity in God. And she felt like she was worthless and, and not valuable. That God didn't have good plans for her. You know, we all feel that at times. But she was, although it was by the works of the flesh, she was brought up and brought into the house and, and she was, was actually... She was brought into the promise. She was brought into the promise because there is a promise on Ishmael as well and, and that seat. And so she was honored in that way. But sometimes pride gets in the way. Uh Oh, did I say that? Sometimes pride, our own flesh and pride. You know, God wants, the Bible says, uh, promotion doesn't come from the north, the south, the east, or the west, but it comes from the Lord. And so God wants to promote us, and he will, you know, we go from glory to glory. But we need to keep a watch on our spirit, Mm -hmm. that we continue to be a servant, to walk in that humility, and uh, have our eyes on the Lord. And, you know, I, for the, our new listeners, you know, I, I told the story how I fell off of a platform one time, a jam-packed church at a funeral after singing, and just fell, hit the floor. I mean, it was so embarrassing. And, and uh, it was, but it was so funny. I mean, it was, it was really funny. It, you know, I'm try, I was trying not to laugh at myself. <clears throat> you know, after I realized that I could actually move and get up because nobody came to help me. You know, I limped off to the side of the the church because one of my shoes had flown off to the other side of the church. And so I was a big spectacle. And I, I laughed and I told her, I said, Lord, later, I said, you know, if I had a problem with pride, you could have told me privately. You know, the Bible says pride goeth before a fall. I'm thinking, you know, God, you and I could have had a little intimate conversation <laughs> and not let it be in front of, you know, like 400 people at a church in San Antonio. Uh, but, you know, um, keeping our heart pure before the Lord as he exalts us, as he promotes us, as he uh, does what he wants to do in our life is a very important lesson. And Hagar, she began to despise for whatever reasons. I think it was hurt. I think it was jealousy. I think it was fear, uh, no self-identity, no, not, no identity in Christ, low self-worth. Those things will cause you to try to exalt yourself you know, to bring yourself up. But she, 
so she, here she is. She's running, and the Lord says to her, where have you come from? Because the Holy Spirit, because in the next verse, we will see what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit wants to deal with the very issues in our life. He said, where, where did you come from, and where will you go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel Lord said unto her, return to your mistress and submit yourself unto her hand. Uh-oh. See, there's where she went wrong. Because at that point, she just being doing, she's only doing what she's being told. Mm-hmm. She, is doing, she is obeying and doing what she's being told. But then some issues in her life, come on, this is a good word for somebody, began to surface that fear, that insecurity, that competition, that jealousy, that envy, uh, those things begin to surface. And he says, where did you come from? The Holy Spirit today, in love and conviction, puts his finger on those things so that we can get it out. Because when those things seed out, when those things begin to produce fruit, you have a problem just like Hagar had. You find yourself out in the desert, no food, nothing, and and you're going to die. And that's what the enemy wants. But the Lord is so good, he doesn't come to say, you rotten, prideful thing, you. He comes, he says, you know, that pride will destroy you. Let me help you with that. And just, we repent because of his kindness. We repent and let those things go. Where did she come from? What was her background? And But more importantly, where are you going? But understanding, you can't really get to where you're going until you deal with where you come from. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You can't get to where God wants to take you until you deal with where you've been. Because we've all had issues. Mm-hmm. We, Oh my goodness. We've all had things that we need the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to dig out of us, to remove us uh, and replace it with the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the nature and character of God and what God's Word says. Because those things will rise up. Whatever you don't get rid of, it's still there lurking to rise up at the most inopportune times to take advantage of you and to destroy what God wants to do in your life and what you want to happen in your life. So there's that allowing the Spirit of God to put his finger on where you come from so that you can go where you need to go and to help you to go where you need to go. He says, return to your mistress and submit yourself unto her. In other words, submit to her discipline. Ouch. You know, none of us like the, di- the discipline and the correction of the Lord. It's not fun, but oh, how necessary for our loving Heavenly Father to do that. I mean, we've all had the Lord correct us, and thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because it's like when you, uh, when you have a little toddler. My son, he was forever trying to run out in traffic. I mean, I would get a death grip on his hand, and he would just run out, and one time at Walmart parking lot, he got loose from me, and I am running, and I hear the screeching of tires. He's so far ahead of me, and there's screeching of tires, and I'm like, Father! They, everybody stopped. I mean, it's like the whole parking lot stopped. And I was like, thank you, God, for your angels around that mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. But you know what I did after that? And I got, I had people, you know, say bad things, but I had to put him on a leash for a while whenever we'd go out, one of those little child leashes, because the child was going to get killed. I bet he had a little uh, spanking on his hiney, too. Yes, for- he did, because he wasn't <laughs> listening to mama. Mm-hmm. He had some discipline there. Yeah. We tied a goat bell to one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bell on him all the time. 
He'd take off pretty fast, but we could, I could hear him and catch him. Oh, I should have done the bell. That would have fixed the whole thing, Harley. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, I think sometimes the Lord puts a leash on us and a bell and says, hold on, kid. Hold on. Don't get I ahead of you. my plan. I got you. Don't get ahead of me. I will give you the promise, son. Right. Mm -hmm. Quit running into the traffic, you know, because uh, he's a good father, mm -hmm. you know, and he's just like, put the brakes on. Trust me. Don't miss in the moment what I'm doing. Don't miss the, my goodness of today. Mm -hmm. God is good every day. And he's probably that father that's up there when he does have to discipline us and give us a little spanking for our behavior. He's going, this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this really does hurt me more than it hurts you. I didn't want to have to do this. But you have to know that my hand is on you. But praise God for his discipline. And, and she, so God says to uh, Sarah, I mean, to Hagar, go back to your mistress and submit to her. Ay, 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 ay. You know, what you don't, what lesson you don't learn that God's trying to show you in this season, it's going to, that test is going to come back around. It will circle back around because God is relentless. He is relentless at pursuing you and, and showing you his goodness and his mercy and his glory. He's relentless at bringing his, his good plan to pass in your life if we just submit. And so, you know, he, he brings her back and because you have to deal with that thing that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today or it will pop back up. I mean, we don't ever fail a test in God. We just keep taking them over. We just keep taking them over, mm -hmm. you know. And so thank God that God never says, you know, you're out, you're kicked out of this grade, forget it. No, he just says, we'll take it again, and we'll take it again. And so it's better just to, you know, go ahead and get the, the discipline done now, submit and yield, and know God is good, and he'll give you the grace to walk through it. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her, her hand. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply your seed exceedingly. This is Ishmael. This is, she is, as you're right, Dawn, she was brought into the promise. She was in, she was, she, oh, I think she saw herself all of a sudden from this lowly person to, huh, wait a minute. I do have something to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we all do. Mm -hmm. We all do. That's Every right. single one of us, mm -hmm. you know, because <clears throat> there are those that have heard my testimony, but just a little bit of it, you know, I didn't have any self-esteem, you know, was... Uh, my mother was an alcoholic for many years, married six times, and men in, in and out of our lives in different situations, lots of brokenness. And uh, she she needed the Lord to set her free from the trap she was in, and God did do that for her, praise God. Uh, but it was just a lot of pain and hurt and brokenness, and and uh, I was uh, you know sexually abused. But God, mm -hmm. but God, I began to see that God could heal me and I could take that very thing that was meant to destroy me and reach out and minister to other people and bring them into salvation and for them to be healed and delivered. I like this story too because I think it's a, it's a, it's a good testimony of turning plan uh, B into plan A. God always has a plan A for us. His, his plan for us never changes. And so even when we do something that uh, pulls us into another area, like Sarah giving her, her handmaid to her husband that was a that was a plan b because you know that was her plan mm -hmm. but god turned it back into his plan and grafted it into plan a gave her the promise gave blessings over both nations both children right it, it all became one plan it all became the same plan he didn't go oh well you went plan b so i guess i'm gonna have to come up with a plan b with your life no he just turns it all into yeah. plan a anyway yeah. right God is so good that way. 
And the angel of the Lord said to her in verse 11 of Genesis 16, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. I love that. I so love that. God hears our affliction. This little girl, this very young woman, is out in the desert. She doesn't know which way to go, what to do, how to provide for herself and the baby that was on the way. She has no hope. But God heard her affliction, the affliction of a little handmaiden. A young woman that had made some mistakes, but yet God heard. He's the God who hears us. He hears us when we cry to Him. You know, um, the Bible says, Job 34, 28, He hears the cry of the afflicted. Psalms 34, 15, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and His ears are open to their cry. 34, 17, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. God heard of her affliction. You know, her situation was a difficult one. And she was being afflicted. But God proved himself to her, to that little girl. She was important. She was important. And it wasn't even all to her doing. I mean, she was in a situation where she had to do what her her master said. Right. So right. it wasn't even a, all a, something she created herself. Exactly. And so there's things around us that we don't create ourselves sometimes, but God will still hear your cry. Right. And deliver you. Yeah. Thank God. I, I couldn't tell you the times. Since I've been serving the Lord since I was 10 years old, I can't tell you the multitude of times that God has heard my cry and He's answered me. Uh, and He's made a way where there seemed to be no way, totally impossible. No way it could happen but God. So Ishmael, He told her, name your son Ishmael. That word, Ishmael, means God hears. <laughs> God hears. So every time that that young woman called her son's name, she would call to mind, God heard me. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have those memorials. The Bible says, set yourselves up memorials. You know, in other words, of what God has done in the past for you. Mm-hmm. And, and whenever you're feeling low, whenever things are looking the bleakest, just begin to, th- and I mean, I could just start naming them off, the things God did for me that was totally miraculous. How he delivered me, how he's moved in my life, how he's been so good, how he's healed. Uh, how he's changed my family. So many things. But we, I love the fact that God set it up just by the name Ishmael. That's what he told her to name him. It meant God hears. God hears. That's a good word for somebody. And here's what he says. And he will be a wild man and his hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And that is true. That is so true. That came to pass. There has been problems between Isaac and Ishmael ever since then. And she called the name of the Lord. Now listen to this who spoke to her, you're the God who sees me. You're the God who sees me. That's in verse uh, 16, and that is verse 13. The God who sees me. And in the New King James, it says, and she called the name of the, the Lord who spoke to her, you are the God who sees me. For she said, have I also here, here seen him who sees me? Remember where she's at, where she saw him in a wilderness. Mm-hmm. She's running. She's running from Hagar. I mean, excuse me, from Abraham and Sarah. She's running. And she says, you're the God who sees me. 
I love that. God sees me, every bit of me, the good, the bad, the ugly. But for he, but to him, it's all it's working all for a plan. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. working for the good. Therefore, the well was called Be'er Laha Roy. Observe it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Abraham, Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Hallelujah. And Abraham was 86 years old when he bore Ishmael to Abram. So understand wherever you're at at this exact moment, wherever you're at in life, you may be single, you may be divorced, you may be in a troubled marriage, you may be caught in addiction, you may be going to school and, and trying to make it through, you may be trying to keep a roof over your, how, over your uh, head and food on the table. You may be facing cancer, sickness. I don't know. I don't know what you're facing. But I will tell you that he's the God who sees you. You as an individual. You as the one he loves. You are his beloved. He sees you. He sees everything going around and about you. You know, it's make no mistake, there is an enemy. His name is Satan. There is a devil, Satan. And he wars against us. And he, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. Praise God. So the God who came to give you life and life more abundantly sees you. Even if you are part of the making of your own problems. Or if some, it's uh, something you had no control over. Or you're the one that you, you, know, you made some decisions and some choices that led to where you are. Either way. God sees you, and he, he sees you, and he has a plan for you. His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on your behalf, is what the word says in Second Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong and the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. You know, it doesn't mean your actions are perfect, but the perfect heart is one that's given their heart over to the Lord. And so he sees you, and he hears you. I don't know about you, Dawn, but just just hearing that just brings me faith and peace. Me. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. We need to know. We need to remember that often. I mean, I was listening to these scriptures this morning just to get them in my spirit for today for our program, and I could just, I just had to stop and pause, just hearing them again and saying, mm-hmm. "God, I thank you," because everything in my life isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. I wish it was. Right. But I thank you, God, that you see and hear me and you still have good plans for me. Mm -hmm. And you're still working things together for my good. And no matter what, you're looking at me through love. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at me through judgment. You're not looking at me through anger or hatred or any of those things. You're just looking at me through your son and saying, I love you so much. And And I'm with you. And we're going to get through every situation, and we're and I'm going to make all things work together for yeah. your good. Yeah, and I hear him just saying, "Trust me." Yes, just trust, trust me. me and rest in me. Some of you did today. You just may be so anxious and very worried. I just speak peace to you in the name of Jesus. I just pray for you right now, Lord, for those that are uh, watching by Facebook and those that are listening uh, by radio and podcast. Father, I pray. I pray for your precious Holy Spirit to saturate and surround this precious one 
Father, right where they are. And I pray, Father God, that you would just cause them to receive your peace. I just speak and release peace in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you are making a way where there seems to be no way. And that, Father God, that you're a good God. I pray for healing for those that need healing. I pray for those, Father God, that need uh, financial blessings and overflow, that you'd make a way and move in their behalf. I pray, Father God, those that need to be set free from addictions, I just break those things off of you in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare in the name of Jesus freedom to you. He came to set the captives free. Those of you that may be brokenhearted, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Father, your, Father, your word says that you uh, heal the brokenhearted, binding up their wounds. Heal up their wounds, Father God and bind them up, I pray. Lord, I just pray, Father God, that those that, Lord, are raising children and, and maybe grown children, Father, that's gone astray, God, I just thank you. We can trust you with our children, that just as you go after us, you go after them. Bring them in, I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name. I speak a blessing on them. I pray, Father God, right now that they would know that they know that they know that you see and that you hear and that you love them and you have a good plan for them in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you, uh, in addition to me praying for you right now, uh, I invite you to call our prayer line, our toll-free prayer line at 866-241-0579, 866-241-0579. And we have anointed and trained uh, prayer uh, partners that will pray for you and come into agreement with you for your, for your miracles. God is still a God of miracles. And I also want to remind you to go to our website, at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. Uh, there's all kinds of resources, and I want to connect with you. You can, you can see all the ways to connect with us on Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn uh, and all those things. And on my website, you can read the blogs and listen to the previous uh, radio shows on the podcast. And also invite you to watch our TV programs. All the listings are on there. So uh, it's, a, it's a good place to go, a good resource, and uh, that I believe that God will use to help you in, in your life. That's the reason we do this, uh, is to preach the gospel because it's good. It's a good, good, God is good, and uh, he is for you and not against you. So just want to invite you to do that uh, because God has something specific for you today. Uh, I'm so glad you joined us today. I invite you to uh, return week after week after week and hear God's word and His uh, what he has to say to you. I will see you next time. God bless you. Remember, you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.